So I'm going to read a couple of uh, passages from the Word here. And I want you really to focus on this passage, because I think this passage is going to be the verse for next year that we're going to be broadcasting live um, with just throughout the whole year. And as a side note, I want you to understand something, that if if something goes really sideways, um, the United States gets drug into a world war, for example, North Korea invades South Korea, or China invades Taiwan, or whatever, we are going to come live on Patriot Radio. You can find us on Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. We're going to go live, and we are going to make sure that you know exactly what's going on, what we know way ahead of time. Now, we did this with COVID, where you knew here on Patriot Radio that there were going to be lockdowns days before it happened. Okay, So we want you to know what's happening so you could take the opportunity to press into the kingdom of God, get your family ready, get your family prepared. And so it's not taking you by surprise. The, the darkness that's coming in this world, I'm going to talk about right now. We are fixated too much as Christians. We shouldn't be fixated at all, actually. As Christians, on what the enemy is doing Instead of what God is doing. Now, we have to know information. We have to know the right information so that we can know what heaven's perspective is on it. That's different than always pressing into the curse of what the enemy is doing instead of the blessings of us. Now, if we're all seed of Abraham, we are blessed. By virtue of being sons and daughters in the kingdom, we are blessed. But we don't act like it. We've got to stop acting like we're cursed. Here's a couple of promises that I want to I read to you, especially for dark times. That's Travis in the background making sure something looks pretty. Zechariah 2, verse 5. Zechariah 2, verse 5. I want you to hear this and, and listen to it. But I, declares the Lord, will be a wall of fire to her on all sides, and I will be the glory in her midst. Speaking of us, he's going to be a wall of fire around us as the body of Christ, and he's going to be the glory in our midst. And these are in trying times. Now, Isaiah 65 goes into this even in even more depth. So if you have the opportunity to turn your Bibles to Isaiah 65, I want to read some promises. So as things happen in the world, you're seeing things with your human eyes Remember, there is something else in the spirit going on that all of us can press into that we can see what's happening in the spirit instead of seeing what's happening with our waking eyes. This is the promise of God. And we can then pray out of the faith about what really is happening in the, in the spiritual instead of what is happening in the natural we're reacting to. Let me give you examples of what this means. Okay, so Isaiah 65, verse 13. Behold, my servants will eat, but you will be hungry. Speaking of people that are being judged in this time of darkness, increasing darkness, and the great harvest at the end of the age. We've talked about this before, Matthew 13, the great harvest at the end of the age. Then it says this, Behold, my servants will drink, but you will become thirsty. Behold, my servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. Behold, my servants will shout joyfully, 
with a glad heart, but you will cry from a painful heart and will wail from a broken spirit. So we will eat, we will drink, we will rejoice, we will shout joyfully. Then it says this, you will leave your name as a curse to my chosen ones and the Lord God will put you to death, but my servants will be called by another name because the one who is blessed on earth will be blessed by the God of truth. And the one who swears an oath on earth will swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they're hidden from my sight. We are blessed. We will be blessed during this time. And yes, people are going to talk about us. Who cares? Yes, people are going to try to persecute us. Who cares? You heard me right there. We need to press into what he is doing. He's going to take care of us. Remember these promises. And when the stuff starts going downhill, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Remember these promises and press into the fact that we can dominate in a wicked nation. There's a book I'm going to be talking about here in a couple weeks by that title, how we can dominate in a wicked nation during wicked times. And that takes us now to your daily intelligence briefing. I'm going to, again, paint a big picture here. In the new year, the, the plans of the enemy are to expand the war, make it a broader war, Ukraine and Belarus. Make it a broader war. So in other words, and it all started with the death, if you missed the last episode, Vladimir McKay, he's the foreign minister of Belarus. He was anti-Russian prior to the war in, in a lot of his rhetoric, and all of a sudden he's found dead. And by the way, just as a side note, we're not going to get into this today, three more Russian officials were found dead. One fell out of a window. A couple others mysteriously died. So clearly there's a purge going on inside Russia. And by the way, they would not do that unless Putin believed he was in trouble. And there was an active plot against him, by the way. That's what we can discern from this. This is deduction. So this Belarusian foreign minister mysteriously passes away. Uh, unconfirmed reports are that Lukashenko, the head of Belarusia, uh, upped his security regarding his food, like the chef in his kitchen. So clearly something's going on. Within two weeks of that happening... You had this flurry happen. Putin ends up flying with Shoigu into Belarus. And all of a sudden, the Belarusians say, we're now in combat-ready status with our missile forces. And they are moving forces toward the border with Ukraine. So the bigger picture is, in the next year, very likely, there will be a broader war. Belarus now coming into the war. And when this happened... Zelensky, for the first time, then flies to the United States, then flies immediately back to Poland and meets with leaders of both countries. And I believe he was asking, hey, they're going to make this a broader word. Do you have our backs? Now, I, again, I'm not commenting on this. What I'm telling you is what their plans are and what the facts are. So in the, in the coming year, you can expect a broader war, Belarus, Ukraine. You can expect also that there will be a a feint or an attempt to draw forces away uh, by NATO, uh, you know, draw NATO forces away, and you'll see the Serbian-Kosovo area heat up. You're also going to see 
something happened between Israel and Iran. Now, it has already been happening. There's already been proxy war happening there. Israel bombed Damascus and a bunch of other things have happened. So you're going to see something happen between Israel and Iran that is bigger than what has already happened and more direct. And it looks like Russia struck some sort of a deal with Iran. They got Russia got drones. Iran gets fighter jets. So, so these relationships now between Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran are kind of the central part of that axis of evil. So we have a situation developing there in the Middle East that, again, I don't see covered a ton. Then you have China invading Taiwan. Uh, 71 warplanes just the other day. So we're going to get into this. That's the big picture. Covering over all of that, you're going to see a financial downturn. And by the end of next year, you are very likely going to see a fire sale on real estate here in the United States of America. You are going to see um, uh, particularly things like vacation properties, um, other assets like uh, four-wheelers, uh, those kind of things that, that are used for recreation, you're going to see that go on fire sale late next year. Okay, so what do we do? Well, let's go first to Twitter. There are several articles here. OSINT, Defender, uh, Open Source Intelligence, Phytox News, uh, so, or Phytox News, sorry. They... They're all reporting different parts of this, so I'm going to go over a few things. So first of all, the situation at the Serbian border with Kosovo is escalating. Um, just in the last 24 hours, Serbian uh, military and national police were ordered on the highest state of readiness uh, and were deployed to that borderline. Uh, also, Serbian artillery units now have been observed arriving near the administrative line with Kosovo, um, and the Serbian president has been inspecting the combat readiness of military forces there. Um, barriers, again, have gone up. Um, I, I believe now the count is about 15 barriers now at that line between Serbia and Kosovo. So what what is happening? Clearly, Russian influence in Serbia is trying to exacerbate that situation. I'm not saying that the Kosovars are a are innocent by any means because there was provocation on their side as well. But the fact is NATO has to deal with that. NATO K4 forces have to deal with that. So it takes away from NATO looking up at the Polish-Belarusian border. Now, I'm going to shift to that Polish-Belarusian border. And there is a video. And again, you can go to my Twitter feed and see all this. At, at Rep. Matche, at Rep. Matche on Twitter. Uh, follow me. Make sure you share this stuff so people get, they see with their own eyes. You don't have to take my word for it. You can see the videos. Large Russian, Belarusian military convoy sp uh, spotted headed, heading southwest towards the city of Malarita, which is less than 20 miles from the border of Poland and Ukraine. So going right to that corner of Poland and Ukraine. All right. In addition to that, we're going to shift over to the financial situation. Visegrad 24 has this video, but there is evidence of an, of an ongoing rush and run on Russian banks right now. Um, long lines to get cash. ATMs uh, are giving 
no cash right now. Banks are giving fake reasons for why they can't give people their money. And the Russian ruble is down nearly 20% to the U.S. dollar in just recent weeks. So you have this financial piece happening right now. In addition to that, and I'm going to go back to the Serbian-Kosovo border, K-4 forces were fired upon by unknown forces. So this is a dramatic escalation there where NATO K-4, a NATO K-4 patrol was fired on by unknown actors there. So we see this continuing to build up right now. Also, the war now is being taken by the Ukrainians deep inside Russia. Um, another, the Saratov region of Russia, another air base there, Engels Air Base there, was attacked. It's a primary operations base for strategic bombers. So they're now taking the fight way into Russia. Again, this is continued escalation. All right. Also want to uh, talk about one last video. OSINT Defender has this uh, military train in the Rostov region filled with either new or retrofitted T-72B3 and T-90 uh, tanks heading toward the Ukrainian front. So it looks like the Russians are very clearly preparing for U a Ukrainian uh, winter offensive. Now, I'm just going to give a very objective view of this. Russian winter offensives have almost always failed. Russian winter defensive, on the other hand, actually were successful in many cases. So Finland is a, is a perfect example of this. So if, if the Russians really think they're going to do a winter offensive, they're already losing massively in Bakhmut and other places along that front in the east. And so we're, we're here at Patriot Radio, we believe that this is going to be uh, another failure on the part of the Russians. Um, and I went into kind of extensive depth last week about the fake fall of the Soviet Union, Anatoly Galitsyn, probably one of the most important defectors uh, to come to the United States. And, and why this was all set up as a long-range strategy. Well, now that strategy and the bluff behind that strategy has been called. Putin is clearly losing. So the Chinese now are getting more increasingly isolated. And there's this fake narrative out there that somehow the Russians and the Chinese were split. They never were split. That was a deception, an intentional deception strategy that was decided on by the KGB back in the 1960s. So we, we got to pay attention to this stuff and stop falling for this narrative out there right now. The fact of the matter is Russia is weak. It's way weaker than a lot of people in the West believed. And their deception strategy now has completely failed and they are continuing to fail. I'm not excusing corruption in Ukraine at all. Just giving you the objective history of what is about to happen here. Because the Russian financial markets are, are, and the Russian currency, excuse me, is going down, it is very likely that there is going to be repercussions in other markets throughout the world. So be prepared. And I'm going to give some very specifics on what you can do to prepare for what's coming with this here in a second. We're going to move next to the Middle East. It's coming to us, if uh, Travis can bring this up here real quick, from Debka file. 
U.S. and Israel weighed joint operation for trashing Russian-bound Iranian drone plants. Um, probably the most startling part of this is that it sounds like that the United States may actually sanction Israel attacking Iran to take out the drone plants that are being sent or sending drones to Russia. Um, this comes on the heels of another article that very clearly said that the U.S. and Israel were going to engage in some joint operations in the Middle East, particularly targeted at Russia. So, again, this continued escalation that's hap happening, obviously in reaction to this Russian and Iranian deal, $2 billion uh, to supply Iran with a number of advanced uh, fighter aircraft, and then Iran supplying Russia with drones. So obviously some reaction to that. But this, again, clearly looks like the escalation toward a global war. All right. We're going to go next to something weird. Now, I'm going to... This, this brings us back to Russia, but, but uh, Dmitry Medvedev released his 2023 predictions. Um, oil will reach $150 uh, per barrel. U.S. dollar will lose its status as a global reserve currency. Poland and Hungary will occupy western regions of former Ukraine. A fourth Reich will be created. Civil war will break out in the United States. California and Texas will become independent states as a result. I mean, it just, it, it, and it goes on. But there's some things in here like this. The Bretton Woods system of monetary management will collapse. That's the, the system set up after World War II so that the United States was the reserve currency. So clearly they're telegraphing where they're going to attack when you read something like this. They're going to be attacking the financial stability of the United States. So we know because they're having problems financially, China's having problems financially, they're going to attack the financial stability of the United States. Now, this comes again on the heels of these attacks on power stations. Remember, I told you, everybody heard this. I told you guys to beware and watch for this. Now in the news, four attacks just over the Christmas period in the western part of Washington state. And they're investigating now to see whether they're coordinated or not. It's interesting that four stations were attacked because what could be happening is they're trying to attack to make it a cascading failure of the grid system. All right. Keep watching this. Now, somebody obviously is behind this to, again, weaken the power grid. They chose Washington State because we supply power to 10 other areas of the country. So this is clearly a strategic thing that is occurring right now, whether it's Antifa or China or North Korea or whoever. I don't think that that matters as much as this is a strategic attempt to weaken the power grid in the United States and to see where the vulnerabilities are. So keep watching that. Now, I'm going to jump back out to the international front to Brazil. Uh, this is coming to us from Gateway Pundit. The crackdown Brazilian Communist Supreme Court issues arrest warrants for opposition leaders, including a comedian and a journalist. Now, this Brazilian Supreme Court, well, they can't really arrest anybody if they don't have the ability to. In other words, they don't have the police force to. So a lot of these people are staying out of the areas that are controlled by the communists. And again, the military seem to side with Bolsonaro. This looks like this might end up in the military coming in and restoring order 
and taking over policing functions in some of these major cities that are overrun by communists. So we're going to keep our eye on Brazil as well. Now, coming to the United States, and talk about uh, a couple of things very quickly. I don't know if there will be free and fair elections in the United States of America ever again. That is an objective statement based on everything that I know, that I've seen, uh, that we have analyzed here at Patriot Radio. And the reason is because Republicans are not taking election integrity seriously. They're not talking about uh, and really implementing. It's happening in a few places. But they're not talking about audits of the code. They're not talking about audits of the logs. They're not talking about going back to in-person voting. And so this issue with Carrie Lake, there was an article in American Thinker by Ted Knoll that I want to share with you because I thought it was very prescient and very direct um, and why Carrie Lake lost down there because the legal standard of clear and convincing evidence is a higher standard than 51%. In other words, Carrie Lake can prove 51%, but that's not enough. She could prove beyond 51%, more likely than not, but that's not enough. It was clear and convincing standards. It's a legal standard that's much higher. And in addition to that, in this article, which is Carrie Lake failed to meet a standard that is impossible to meet, I want you just to, to hear this part of it. Lake presented uncontroverted testimony that the printers were reset to print on the different size paper, showing the election officials knew that there was a problem. She presented even more uncontroverted testimony that election officials did not tally the total number of ballots before transmitting them to the central office, contrary to bright letter regulations and law. And finally, she presented uncontroverted testimony that over a quarter million ballots were counted, but had no chain of custody, again, contrary to law. This is what was proven in court, but the judge says that's not enough. Admitted election interference by changing the settings regarding the printers. Admitted. Uncontroverted. In other words, uncontroverted means nobody on the other side testified against it to say that's wrong. So as a matter of law, that's admitted uncontroverted testimony as admitted as fact. But that wasn't enough. And so... What we're seeing now is that free and fair elections aren't being taken seriously by Republican establishment leadership. In fact, it's being dismissed despite these things, these facts now, proven in court. And instead, people are left to wonder, is the system really working for the people? Is it really integral? The only way it can be fixed is, I believe at this point, is to go back to in-person voting. Now, I introduced legislation to do this many times. Go back to in-person voting with ID. Do exactly what we do in foreign countries as the United States military when we're overseeing elections. And that is how we can restore integrity. Because right now, the, the vast majority of Americans of intellectual acuity understand that these are not free and fair elections 
in this country. And because of that, they are wondering if it's even worth voting anymore. And I'm going to say the answer is yes, always vote. But the real answer is we need to hold Republicans accountable and make sure that the system is fixed. Now, I want to talk quickly about what we can do in this coming year. First of all, it starts at the local level. County commissioners need to be held accountable for how elections are run in the county. Now, yes, I know it is the auditor that does it, but county commissioners have a huge portion, a huge portion to do with this. County commissioners can talk about funding. County commissioners can determine oversight. So county commissioners have a big part to play in elections. So do sheriffs. So do prosecutors. There's no excuse. We have to start local. So start in your community. Even if it's a small town, start in your community. And demand that the elected officials represent the wishes of the people that election integrity is a big deal. Number two, starting in the local community, that people now take preparedness seriously. We start preparing as communities. That cities, towns start preparing as communities for what's coming here in this next year. Number three, individually, and this is a good hallmark, gold is for horses and houses, silver is for sustenance and supplies. So you don't use silver to buy big things. You don't use gold to buy small things. So to weather storms like this, historically, gold and silver has been the way to go. In addition to this, trying to reduce the amount of debt that you have and stock up on the amount of food that you have is another critical thing to do in this time. Instead of asking where you're going to get your food, you should be a source of food. Instead of asking, you know, or is anybody going to bless us? You need to be a source of blessing. Maybe people need water. and You have a source for filtering water. Instead of asking where your water is going to come from. This is going to be a year coming up in 2023 that we will remember for the rest of our lives. And that is going to change the way a lot of people think. But as Christians, what drives the way we think is the mind of Christ that comes from the heavenlies. So understand that there is a lot happening in the world. We need to keep focused on Jesus Christ. And when he's at the center of our lives, he will be at the center of our country. And when he's at the center of our country, we, our whole country can't help but be blessed. And we, with Jesus Christ living inside of us, are all already blessed. So start treating yourself as a person blessed. And that's the briefing. Remember the antidote to dependency and socialism is to be a God-fearing, self-reliant, freedom-loving American. Thank you to everybody that has been praying for us. And we just wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year here at Patriot Radio. And also, just want you to make sure to go to all of the social media sites. Whatever your favorite social media site is, Gab, Getter, MeWe, Parler, we're on all of them. At Matt Shea, at Matt Shea one on Truth Social, and then you can go at Rep Matt Shea on Twitter. Share this stuff. It, it, it's so interesting. Travis, we were actually doing a little bit of an uh, experiment on this. People don't share because they think everybody's getting this information already. That's not true. People are not getting this information. You need to hit share on there 
like on there and get it so it starts snowballing to everybody out there. So just today, if you're listening to Patriot Radio today, I want you to go online, go to Twitter, go to, go to your favorite social media site, and I just want you to share and hit like. That's it. Share and hit like. Just take five minutes and do that. And don't presume everybody's getting the information because they are not. All right. It's my pleasure to bring on once again one of our favorite guests here at Patriot Radio, Major General Retired Paul Valley from Stand Up America U.S. and from the great state of Montana. General Valley, it's always great to have you on Patriot Radio. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you. A belated Merry Christmas. Happy New Year as we bring in 2023. So uh, I'm happy to be here with you today because uh, we've got a lot to work on in the next year, Matt. We've got our challenges ahead of us in America, that's for sure. We really do. So what do you see as the biggest challenges we're going to be facing in this new year? Well, I'll, I'll go to my new book uh, called America's Endgame for the 21st Century, where we really lay out a blueprint for restoring America and the first chapter uh, of that book is totally dedicated to the spiritual awakening of America. And uh, for all of those that are listening, uh, tell your neighbors, encourage your neighbors to uh, start being spiritually involved with what's happening. Put your trust in the Lord, but the Lord wants you also to work. He wants you to do things. And uh, that is what's going to be important, uh, as you mentioned, down at the community and lower levels. Make sure you're taken care of, your families are taken care of, because it's likely to get worse rather than better, uh, at least in the next uh, six to 12 months. We have total chaos uh, throughout the world. Uh, we have uh, uh, such a turmoil going on, uh, Matt, that uh, it's, it's confused the whole world. And I think that's what the Great Reset people want. They want to confuse it. The left-wing ideologues, uh, who want to control America through a tyrannical type, but top-down government. Uh, so be awakened, America, and understand what's going on. Talk to your neighbors. Uh, but we've got to save this country. It's the salvation uh, of the century uh, that we're looking at here right now, Matt. I agree with you. I think this is the greatest fight uh, that any American generation is going to fight, is this one right here. Um, quite literally for the survival of the country. I think it's even it's even greater even than the Civil War, and I do not say that lightly because uh, they are the powers that be, the globalists are trying to take America down as the last obstacle to their designs, and we're not going to let that happen. Well, the reason it's bigger than the Civil War, you got to understand that was internal. But what we have now are external threats to America, Chinese Communist Party, the cartels. And then within America, we have the left-wing ideologues, the controllers. They want to control society. You have the international uh, Great Reset people, the same people that meet in Davos. And they're meeting, by, uh, by the way, again in three weeks in Davos. And the Klaus Schwab, you have to understand what they're up to. Um, we have the dangerous situation in the Ukraine where... Uh, you know, they're trying to continue to elongate this war, um, stuffing billions of dollars uh, into Ukraine. Much of it, we don't know where it's going. Uh, and uh, also, we're draining our inventories in our own military when we have these uh, existential threats to America. So uh, uh, what we lack, what we lack, Matt, and you know this, your listeners know this, is leadership. We have... 
a lack of true leadership, not only at the federal government, within Congress, uh, within the executive branch. Many of the blue states, uh, these governors and mayors aren't doing their job. Uh, the governors need to employ and use the Tenth Amendment more that gives them the rights when you have an overreaching federal government, states' rights versus uh, federal rights. So there's a lot of things that can be done, but uh, we've got to get our act together. There's no doubt about it. It really does seem like uh, we're being weakened prior to a war with China. You know, our stocks are going down to critical levels right now. And I, I would just even also say the military readiness is going down to a critical level right now. Uh, worried about transgenderism and, uh, you know, right. sensitivity training and all this other garbage. Look at the military is not made to be sensitive. It's made to kill people and break stuff and protect this great country. Now, I know that sounds crude and crass, but that ultimately is what militaries are for. Well, we, we have a degradation of our military, and it's been going on for quite a few years. It started under Obama and the senior officers that he purged because they wouldn't go along with the, his uh, objective of changing America forever. But now you see the likes of uh, General Milley, uh, Gordon Austin, Secretary of Defense. They've totally gone woke. They buy into this left-wing ideology. Uh, and they're responsible for the degradation of our total force now. Even the Marine generals are, are a disgrace right now. Uh, and that's why we formed uh, a Citizens Commission to Restore America. Uh, and I'll fill you in more on that. I think I may have sent you some information on that already. But we have we have organizations working right now that if the federal government doesn't uh, stand up and protect the American people, then we're going to do it. We're going to do it one way or the other. But, yeah, that's terrible. Reenlistments re down. Uh, they're, they're still boarding. They're still requiring, even though the law was passed, I understand. So there's no uh, mandatory vaccines, but they're very reluctant dragging their feet uh, uh, on that issue as well. Uh, it's affected the academies. Uh, so, uh, yes, we're in a weakened position. And the Chinese know it. The Russians know it. The leaders of the cartels know it. National threat south of our border, invasion of America, yet the national defense, the national security people, the military have no plan to take down the cartels, killing hundreds of thousands now of Americans with this fentanyl. And look what's happening on the border. This is an absolute disgrace. This is not just an immigration, illegal immigration problem. This is an invasion. And it's fostered and uh, it's supported by the cartels. Uh, that's why the uh, Defense Department's got to take this in hand as the primary national security threat right now. I completely agree. And together, Matt, we could take the cartels. We could take the cartels down in seven days with a special ops mission, without question. And the Chinese are using them effectively as proxies to bring this stuff all the way up in even here to Spokane. We've seen increased cartel activity up yep. in this area. Sure. Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, they're not only in, invading south of the border. Look what's coming in through our airports. We have no idea who's landing and where they're landing in our airports and even probably by sea. And then you have uh, uh, the situation going on in Canada as well uh, on the actions of the Chinese Communist Party up there. Trudeau, uh, the, the puppet up there, he's in bed with the Chinese. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So let's talk about your new book. America's Endgame for the 21st Century, a Blueprint for Saving Our Country. What is what is part of the blueprint? What what 
should people be focusing on in this time? Uh, as, as darkness is in the land, we're supposed to be a light, which means we're supposed to be out there doing something, not just sitting on the sidelines waiting for a plan. Or So we are the plan. Yeah, we are the plan. That's exactly right. It's the people. This is a bottom-up uh, strategy, uh, strengthening our localities, ensuring our sheriffs uh, and our police force are sound, that they're taking the proper action against criminality, the burglaries that are going on. Uh, if you have to form your own Patriot Guard um, uh, in your areas, you need to do that to support the police. But the uh, the crime is just continuing to increase. And uh you know, I've written an article on this, Matt, and it's in the in the book as well. Uh, you know, these political leaders that are violating our laws, these mayors, uh, these governors that are violating the law and they're encouraging crime by releasing these criminals back on the street. The police chiefs need to arrest them for not doing their job, for violating their oath. Nobody's above the law in this country. And why we permit these uh, red state uh, mayors and governors to remain in in power, I have no idea. The election process isn't working, as you've discussed already. And uh, the Democrats continue to dominate and they'll cheat, do everything they can to win any election. And the rhinos, uh, you know, the, the, the weak Republicans, uh, I can only count maybe five on my hand who I'd consider warriors. That's so the sad. Whole Congress, they're not there. They're not brave. They want to play partisan politics all the time. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the blueprint for the military. I mean, what needs to happen in the United States military right now uh, to turn this around? Because obviously, uh, retention levels are at some of their lowest points in the last 30 years. Uh, their inability to recruit new members uh, it has been just a topic of conversation here in the recent news media. But what do you think should happen right now? What what should be the process to reinvigorate the United States military. You've got to eliminate that top tier of four-star generals. They've got to be, re they've got to get out of there. If you have to reach down and pull up a brigadier who's a warrior, a patent type of uh, general, then we've got to do that. But until we get leadership, new leadership in the Pentagon and get rid of these woke generals and admirals who are all politicized now, that's never going to be recoverable until we get new leadership. General Patton would turn over in his grave if he saw what was going on. And the troops understand this, Matt. They see what's going on. The cadets at West Point, they see what's going on. Teaching critical race theory, all the stuff that debilitates rather than readiness, unity. And that's how we fight together, no matter what color, no matter what background. You're trained to the same standards. And we've got to increase the standards now. We've got to be a fighting force above all that will protect America. But again, it goes back to leadership and the blueprint until we can and get leaders uh, in our country, whatever we've got to do, we've got to do it to save the country. Biden is mentally uh, ill, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he's not in his right mind. Um, and uh, he's just a puppet to uh, Obama. Obama's really running everything. And Obama's a puppet to the Great Reset, uh, to, to the Klaus Schwabies of the world. Yeah, there's and, no uh, question so about it. As the Clintons were. Trump interrupted all of that, by the way. Yep. That's why they hated him so much. He interrupted that whole process. And of course, they couldn't wait to uh, try to impeach him on two different occasions. They didn't want him in there and they don't want him back now. They're going to do everything they can. This is yeah, war, Matt. We are at war in this country. There's no doubt about it.
we are at war in this country. There is no doubt about it. We need to start treating it that way. Absolutely. 100%. So I want to go to the next big thing, and that's the intelligence community. What needs to happen to reform the intelligence community? Because, I, I, I mean, the Russians in their grand strategy and the Chinese in their grand strategy, they're looking 50 years out, and here we're always playing catch-up and reacting, and, and there's been infiltration to the highest levels, arguably to the president himself by foreign intelligence services. Well, just look what they did, uh, Hunter Biden laptop and uh, um, Twitter, all of that's that's coming out. But no, I'll tell you what, I would close down the FBI on Friday and I would open up a whole new organization. And I'd clear the halls of the FBI out to make sure we get back to what they should be focused on, the Federal Bureau of Investigation of criminality, of criminals not political, not what they call white extremists. And that's why they've militarized uh, the FBI. They're a disgrace. And I don't buy, well, yeah, there's a lot of good people in the FBI. Well, there may well be, but they're complicit if they're following these illegal orders against uh, innocent Americans just because they're white or they belong to some group they call an extremist group. The CIA is worthless. When have they given us the right intel? They don't even have the right intel of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine right now. Seems like they're just le- uh, listening to the uh, the Western media. But if you listen to Russian television, I do on on the computer because they, they've basically taken it off the air in the United States and in NATO. But you get a whole different perspective when you see it from the Russian standpoint. But uh, I'm tied into some very good intelligence analysts in Europe, and uh, they feed me good info every day. And so I'm not buying off uh, about this whole Ukraine deal. They should have been forging ahead for some kind of a liaison with Putin and his people to bring this thing to an end. I have volunteered to go over. I don't know whether you remember, but I I I was in Moscow in 2017. I, I set up the first meeting between Putin and Trump. That would have gone well until 2017 when the uh, Russian hoax came about. Putin will talk. He's no dummy. <laughs> no, he's not. Have and strong it, people that can go in there and negotiate. But he's a man who respects strong leaders. And if Trump was in the White House right now, uh, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Would have never, no, not at all. Trump and Putin would have had this all worked out. Believe me. Which brings us to... That's, again, back to the intelligence services. Uh, They're horrible. They're horrible. They're a bunch of bureaucrats, deep state bureaucrats. That's all they are right now. Which brings us to China. So what do you think China's timeline is here uh, in the next few months regarding Taiwan? Well, you know, I've been looking at that for the last uh, year, last year and a half. They say, well, they're getting ready to move on Taiwan. They're conducting exercises. They're doing overflights, the ships in the Taiwan Straits. Uh, uh, it, it's tough to read uh, the, the, the Chinese. They'll, she will do what he has to whenever he wants to. But there again, we don't have any good intelligence that we can depend on. It's even like the Wuhan laboratory where they put out the COVID-19. This, the intelligence people still can't get a handle on it or agree that that's where it emanated. We had a biowarfare attack against the United States and the world. Well, it's that brings us. That we're here. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. 
No, I was just going to say that's where it brings us today. When you ask about the intelligence service, they need to be be revamped entirely. And I have a group of about 12 people that could go in and do that if they would ask us, but they never will, of course. Well, that brings us to Trump. I mean, would Trump ask you, I mean, does Trump have a shot in 2024? I mean, do you think that this is even even viable, that Trump could run, win, and then fire five levels? I mean, this is what has to happen, firing five levels down across all bureaucracy, not just even talking about the military yeah. intelligence community, but every bureaucracy, fire five levels down, clean the yeah. whole thing out, start from scratch? Yeah. But, you know, I've um, Trump, is, Trump has got to get his strategic hat on. He's still surrounded by a number of weak people. I don't like the team that's working for him. And he comes out with some crazy uh, comments about the Santos and the other people. And uh, he's got to be more likable. People love what he did for the most part for the economy, for the military. But his personality turned so many Americans off. You know, you can disarm somebody just by smiling at him. And so uh, if he was personality around, I've been a big supporter, as you know, but I would tell him right now, Don, start smiling a little bit, encourage the American people, form a good team, have a good strategy, and uh, he can win. But uh, it may be that uh, Ron DeSantis may be the man. And Kerry Lake could be his vice president. I'd like that team, I'll tell you that, DeSantos and uh, Kerry Lake. Boy, Kerry Lake has more courage. My goodness. And and just, you know, not talking about suing, but actually going to court and proving what has been claimed all along, proving it in court, uncontroverted. And now, what, what do you do with that? I mean, she proved the case. The judge didn't recognize it, raised the standard of evidence to an impossible high standard, but she proved it. I mean, that's the kind of communicator we really need at the national level. Yeah, these judges are all bought off. They're all partisan, whether they're Republican or Democrat. I mean, there's very few, very few that are sticking up for the rule of law, our Constitution. Look at that phony bar that was the attorney general that uh, Trump had, uh, you know, and then he had uh, these other people like we were talking about the FBI, Ray. He should have fired him. Trump could have cleaned house, but he didn't. He cleaned house a little bit, but never, not to the degree that he should have. He shouldn't have kept those generals and admirals around. That Millie was uh, 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 not, not responsible and not uh, basically committed to Trump, as you know. Uh, he, he would uh, do all sorts of things behind his back, but Trump kept them on. Trump had very had some good people, but a lot of them were very weak in the critical organizations: Department of Defense, CIA, FBI, Attorney General. Okay, those four organizations be, are the ones now that are bringing them down and sought to bring them down, even in twenty twenty. General, what are three action items people can do right now to weather this storm coming in twenty twenty three and be able to weather the entire year, not just. Just barely scrape by, but uh, flourish in this next year. Well, make sure you're prepared, number one, for your families. Uh, spiritually get involved. Uh, get involved in your community. Uh, stand up for what you uh, believe in. Uh, as far as this country is concerned, uh, continue to support our military as best we can. But this is a fight. I don't want to see it get bloody or civil war, but I'll tell you, this, these left-wing people in that cases, uh, they're pushing the American people to that, especially we start running out of food and uh, 
the threat of uh, our energy reduction and so on, um, and the, the, the misuse of our money. Uh, I mean, it's just terrible how they're wasting the Americans' money out of our pockets, just throwing it away. So yeah. I don't know whether you're ever going to change the Democrats. I, I, I think they're foregone. They're, they're a loss. I'm not even going to waste my time trying to convince any Democrat anymore what's right and what's wrong. If they don't understand and they don't believe in God, they don't believe uh, in the Almighty and uh, put their faith, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with them. I'll tell you that. So in this next year, there's time. I, I, I agree. I don't think we should waste our time with this in this next year you know the financial markets look like they're all going to trend downward um that there is going to be financial crisis in the world and again i believe like you do uh, that a lot of this is manufactured for this great reset so how do we how do we combat the globalists uh and you know how do people financially secure themselves at the local level not everybody has the the great pleasure of living here in the pacific northwest or even better in montana well, again, the, the the sheriffs can do a lot more, Matt. You know, the sheriffs can deputize thousands of people. They could be doing it down on the border of Arizona and Texas. They could be doing it in their counties. Why let these burglaries and criminality go along? Sheriffs get busy in your county. Form your own Patriot Guard. Bring these people in. Safeguard your businesses. This is what you can do to turn the country around. Get rid of these politicians. Arrest them if they're not doing their job. I mean, uh, th these are the serious times, and we can't let these people stay in office if they're not doing their job and protecting us. So. I, and then you wrote I mean, the I'm blueprint. Looking I'm looking for a fight on the blueprint. I'm looking for a fight, though, because we're going to win. And I'm going to be out there at 83 years old fighting, Matt. I'll tell you that. I'm ready because I'm not going to take this anymore. None of it. And you're well, never going to cancel me either. Never. And, and we only get canceled if we allow it to happen. We're all, we all need to be out there on the front That's lines right. fighting and, and, and continuing to fight because it's worth it for the next generation, next two generations, next three generations right. to stand up right now. So where can people go get your book? Well, they can go to Amazon. There's three books there. America's Endgame for the 21st Century. Reality Prism uh, was as a result of my meeting with General Al-Sisi in Egypt, realizing that we have to look through a reality prism to solve our problems, not a political prism. And then the third is The Mindless War, which is a Kindle book. Uh, they're all on Amazon. They're all on our website as well. Uh, but uh, I think you'll like all three because we really look into what's happening and actually put plans together to uh, to resolve uh, the situation that we're in. So uh, plenty of analysis going on. That's you listen to all these news operators or news people, <laughs> they analyze, but nobody comes up with the solutions you need. We actually come up with solutions, Gerald McInerney and I. Amen. And you have been John for a long here. time. Yeah. Well, in the last couple of minutes we have left an encouraging word to those of us out there who are fighters. Um, some of the fighters out there though, I've, I've met with recently have been a little discouraged. So What's an encouraging word for them for this next year? Well, keep organized. Keep spiritually involved. Keep organized. Make sure your communities are organized. Don't tolerate crime. Don't tolerate this homelessness on the street. Do something about it. Get people off the street. Many of them are mentally ill. There's no doubt about it. They need to be taken care of. Uh, they're dopies. I mean, uh, take action in your local community. We're doing that here in Montana.
We're not going to allow these homeless people to take over our streets and threaten our businesses. So you can do that all locally, but you've got to be organized. Absolutely. You have to be organized. Major General Paul Valerie, thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. It's always a pleasure. God bless you. Keep up the fight. 83 years old, still fighting. That should be all of us when we're 83 years old. Thank you, Matt. Happy New Year. God bless you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Major General Paul Valley, StandUpAmericaUS.org, StandUpAmericaUS.org. Also, you can check out his new book, America's Endgame for the 21st Century, A Blueprint for Saving Our Country. Everybody should be reading that. Travis is going to get it here very shortly, and he's going to read it. He's going to tell us all about it. It's going to be awesome. We need, we, we need just to act. It, it, this is so, I, I, don't, I, I feel like a broken record talking about this all the time. It's getting off the couch, getting involved, and getting on the spiritual line of effort. I had the opportunity to tell that directly to some uh, very high-level leaders here in America. The spiritual line of effort has to be the main effort for everything that we're doing. Returning Jesus to the center of our lives so he's back at the center of our country. If, if we neglect that, then we neglect everything else. Then also organizing at the community level. As General Valley said, if we organize locally, all of these other problems we're facing can be dealt with in love, but can be dealt with firmly that we aren't going to sit back and allow our communities to completely descend into chaos. And look at what's happening here in Spokane. I mean, there's a shooting every other what, what, every other week at least in Spokane. There, there's massive burglaries, in, and I hear it from business owners. A lot of it goes unreported because they're like, what, what's the use of reporting? It's never going to be investigated. I mean, if we've reached that point, we should return to the idea of the broken windows. We should take care of the small crimes right now. That should be the focus, small crimes, outstanding warrants here. And we can back the police up instead of the police always feeling like they're looking over their shoulder because people are badgering them and bashing them. We can actually back the police up, honor their service. Now, not every police officer is good, but not every politician is good, certainly. Not every, I mean, this, is, this holds true for all of life, so it's kind of a specious argument. We should back up the people that are protecting our community, show them some love, start blessing people around us and not accepting homelessness and drug addiction and squalor as, as okay. We could turn this around so fast just with the American spirit. And this is the last thing I want to leave you with today. The, the gospel of the kingdom means we need to be walking as sons and daughters in the kingdom, which means we need to be Building the solutions. We don't rely on other people for the solutions. We don't rely on Amazon. We should be building our own Amazon. We should be building our own solutions to the, the problem with homelessness here. We should be doing it as the kingdom. Those people that are on, on the street, they, they need to make a choice whether they want to be helped or not. And I, I, I've been on the street. I've evangelized for years. I've talked to people on the street for years. We, but we have to provide the solutions and build the solutions as the kingdom of Jesus Christ and stop acting like an abused spouse. We are the plan. Be the plan in this new year. This is Matt Shea. Thank you for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. Keep up the fight. <laughs> 